0: Welcome to the Fuck Saving Face podcast, where we're empowering mental and emotional health for Asian Americans and beyond by breaking through taboo topics. Life may not always be pretty, but it is indeed beautiful. Let's make your story beautiful today. We are at episode 88, which, growing up Chinese, is a very lucky number, so I'm going to take a moment to celebrate and to thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. If you hear some tapping around me, it's the blinds against the window. It's been really hot here in San Diego, which I'm so grateful for because this year it took forever for the sun to peek out during our local summer. I'm getting ready to fly to Baltimore today for a work trip, and I was told to definitely try the crab cakes, but As I've been prepping for today's trip, and then because of certain events that happened over the last week, I wanted to share with you something that has been on my mind quietly as a seed for a very long time, and I wasn't really sure what to do with it. So if you go to the website, Fuck Saving Face, you'll see the latest episode 88 blog post, and you will see a logo that my daughter's surf coach helped design. So her surf coach is also a designer, and after graduating from college, joined this amazing clothing company here in San Diego. So I asked her to design something for me that would have that love of the ocean that I had absolutely before Wilder was born. When she was born, I tended to shift more towards loving land. We're planning to go to Tahoe at the end of the month to celebrate her last week of summer before she starts her second grade year. And I don't know if it's because my daughter is a Capricorn. And again, I don't follow astrology super closely. I'm fascinated by it when people tell me about it, but I just haven't dove in to learn it for myself. And, you know, she's definitely more of an earth sign. So I remember when I was pregnant with her living on Kauai, I started moving away from craving the ocean and just wanting to be more on land and more inland. But I still wanted to have that feeling of flow and being in magic. And there's nothing quite like a gorgeous summer day warm waters that are clear, where you're surfing on a longboard and riding the waves and just feeling like you're flying. It's such a magical experience. And it's something that I wanted to have as an ethos, in addition to just really learning these life lessons of mine from choices that I've made based on the environment and the family structure that I grew up with, as well as feeling, you know, kind of broken in certain ways and trying to figure out my own way of feeling whole. And then the choices that I made impulsively or because I've always been something of a risk taker, I always feel like the universe has taken care of me when I've made both great decisions and when I've made poor decisions. And so there's something about having that sense of a net and a trust fall, which as I'm talking about this with you now, I realize is truly a remarkable awareness that I'm coming to since I've lived by this story for so long that I didn't have a safety net, that I couldn't just let go and trust that someone else is going to take care of anything because I started paying my own way when I was 15 and a half, started working two jobs in high school, paid my own way through college tuition, through SAT prep courses, got financial aid, paid my own way through college. You know, everything that I've ever done has been For myself, including in those early years, helping to take care of my parents, being their mediator, being the translator, being the other parent to help with my three younger siblings. And I have to say that I'm really grateful for Peloton, as cheesy as that sounds. I am now fitter and healthier than I feel that I've ever been and definitely stronger. And a lot of it is this mental Reinforcement that I get from the instructors where I'll wake up in the morning, usually super early, and I'll hear a message that I needed. To just remind myself of my personal power. And so for a long time, I turned my power over to other people thinking that they were experts, that they knew better than me, that they would have insights or wisdom that I didn't know. And for a very long time, I also felt that financially. I felt like, well, other people know better than me. And since then, since going through my divorce, since pulling from my retirement and my savings to pay off debt that we accrued while we were married, since realizing that I have a dependent and I want to create the best life that I can for her, I've really started to soak up all of this knowledge. And then as I've been seeking other people, you know, say, for example, accountants or friends of mine who are in the financial field, and just having this realization that other people don't know more than me. They might know more about a certain topic than I do because that's their area of expertise. But as one of my friends said, When I was asking her to review, you know, my investments and where I am, she was saying, I just want to take a moment and just pause and say like, where you are is right for you. And just similarly, I had a call with a client today, he's building a startup and When I was talking to him, he said that he remembers this message over and over about my telling him that he's exactly where he's supposed to be. And recently, I signed up for a Substack course to just kind of learn about how to create paid memberships for newsletters that I want to start sending out again. And during that time, one of the facilitators of the course shared my contact info with his business coach, who then reached out to me, and we had just a candid honest conversation, you know, just about life. And here's this fellow Asian American having this conversation with me. And I said, I've really been loathe to use the word coach. I don't want to use that. I feel like it's got so many connotations to it. And, you know, of course, there's imposter syndrome of thinking that there needs to be some sort of certification versus all the lived life experience and all the school of hard knocks or the, you know, personal wisdom that uh, I've Acquired because I made my own curriculum for my life, essentially. And he was saying, Wait, you have to understand that there needs to be more of us representing. There needs to be representation. Just because there are a bunch of other coaches out there, you know, when we look at them and most of the people who are out there as prominent influencers are of a certain color of skin or gender. And it's up to us to. Really represent what it is that we know from a lived experience, from you know walking a different path of what our parents set forth for us, from having this different kind of mindset, but also understanding that other people are going to hear it from us differently than they would hear it from anybody else because of that shared commonality or understanding or identification and just the nuances that exist from being Asian American. So I wanted to share with you... Because in my writing, I have always been extremely transparent and authentic. And I think that there's been something that I haven't really felt I could process because I just didn't have time or an avenue to write the things that I would normally write. It kind of veered away from editorial writing and getting published to, you know, publishing my book this year, the little book of Tibetan Rites and Rituals, which was more of an assignment it felt like rather than this personal passion project. And I recently hosted a Web3 dinner here in San Diego for We3, which is for non-binary individuals and getting more underrepresented voices in the space, especially women. And so when we were having dinner, I met this artist uh, who's creating this NFT collection. And she was telling us about this patron that she had and just her history as a true artist. And every time I meet someone like that, I just yearn and crave for that in my own life to make something. Most of what I create and make is with words, which is more of thoughts and ideas than actual tangible tactical things. But I'm okay with that in a lot of ways because, you know, I can collage with the best of them (laughs) and I can make arts and crafts you know, based on my own creative whims. It's not going to be hanging in a museum, but, you know, it still decorates the house quite nicely. But when I was sitting there thinking about it, I realized it's been so long since I created something that I'm passionate about. And this podcast has been this open expression. It's been an opportunity to bring voices that I feel like, you know, deserve to be highlighted, who have amazing things to say. It's been an opportunity to share my mindfulness elements, but it's all kind of evolved from what I've always identified myself as, which is a writer. So I wanted to get back into writing and I already felt that calling that I needed to get back. And then life started to unfold. And so I finally felt that impetus to take what my daughter's surf instructor had designed for me to then use that as the next thing that I wanted to move into. So there was a reason that I was looking into the newsletter course. There was a reason that this life stuff was happening. There was a reason that I felt called to start writing again. And I've decided that I am going to share truly openly and honestly in a format where I get to write again, I get to write for an audience again, and establish connections, you know, make this meaningful impact, as well as have it behind a protected paywall, so that I know I can be truly open and honest. A long time ago, when I was first getting divorced, a friend of mine who also knows my ex-husband, told me that she knew what it was like to go through the experiences that I had been through and that she wanted to offer me some words of wisdom, some advice, and to also remind me that my daughter is half-made of my ex-husband. Which means that whatever I think about my ex-husband, whatever I express, however I demonstrate my attitude towards him, she will also interpret as part of what she thinks about her because she understands that she is made from the both of us. And it was a really wonderful reminder for me to be very conscious and very cognizant of what I said and did around my daughter, even when things were so hard personally and at an adult level, for me to continue to... Allow her to foster that meaningful relationship and to allow her to feel a sense of wholeness where I was not judging her based on, you know, my impressions of this person who I was aiming to remove from my sphere of influence. I will tell you now, it was not an easy thing to do. It required so much wherewithal and willpower and discernment and You know, it's not to say that I was perfect throughout the journey, but I have certainly made such an effort that, you know, even my current partner would say, I couldn't have done what you did. Um, I would have not been able to have the space and the grace and the compassion to be able to show up the ways that you have shown up for your daughter. Another reason why I wanted to start this new offering is because when I mentioned that I wanted to have people send emails to an email address I created for my 44th birthday instead of in lieu of gifts, the emails that I got were so remarkable and beautiful. They shared sentiments that I had forgotten or I didn't even know about of ways in which my life, my living my life, my being vulnerable, open and honest and making mistakes and learning from them and sharing about them helped inspire someone else's journey at a time when they also needed it most, when they needed that inspiration, that reminder, that guidance, that encouragement. And so as much as I have not wanted to use the word coach in a way, it's how I've shown up and it's how I've made the biggest impact is by being a teacher, a guide, a mentor, a coach. So to circle back in preparation for the trip that I'm taking today and then the events that unfolded with my daughter's father this weekend or this last week, I realized that I needed to go see my network chiropractor. And so made an appointment, got in for a double session. And normally I don't pull you know, Oracle cards or angel cards from the decks that she has in her office. I used to do it a lot when I was a yoga teacher and it would always offer a message that I needed to hear in that moment. I don't know if it was also being a Reiki practitioner that I could feel the energy coming from the card so that sometimes it genuinely felt like either a magnetic pull or my hand wouldn't move past a certain point and I would pick that card and that would be the right card for me. So today, after my first session, it was a very quiet day at their office and it was me and the other people who work there and I was the only client. I, you know, pulled her basket out full of cards and then I kind of went through all of them. There had to be a dozen and just chose the ones that resonated with me most. So I pulled cards from the first one. They were interesting and I also appreciated that it had this information where, you know, if the card is pulled out upright, it means one thing. If it's pulled out reversed or upside down, it means something else, which is not something that I seen in a card deck before with that description. I really appreciated that. And then another one where just yesterday... I was at one of my clients' offices, and I happened to walk out at the same time as one of the VPs. So we're sitting there, and we're standing in the parking lot, actually, and we're talking. And I was supposed to go out with a team for dinner, but he and I were having this great conversation. And during that time, I was mentioning this event that I had attended when I was an editor of a conscious yoga magazine um, online. And we went to this event, and it's where I met down Miguel Ruiz. And I didn't know that I would be meeting a medium Um, and, you know, watching him share what he does on a big stage. And, you know, it just was one of the first almost tangible times that, I was looking at this man and looking at the audience and just thinking, "Oh my gosh, is he demonstrating that life exists after death?" And so, since then I I've been very obsessed with reading all these books about what happens after we pass and, you know, signs and mediumship and all of that kind of stuff. Some of it is definitely scary. Recently, I had an experience where I was at my place by myself and I genuinely felt that there was a presence something or something that made my heart race. And so the universe has known that 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 The Sixth Sense was basically the scariest movie I'd ever seen. So I I think the universe is kind to me and that that's not the type of gifts that it offers me or it knows to keep it at bay until whatever, whatever. So this medium, I couldn't remember his name when I was talking to this VP. And then today in the deck of cards was a deck of cards from James Van Prague. So, you know, I didn't even know he had made a deck of cards, but... I laid everything out on a bench in the office and one of the network chiropractor's interns saw me, what I was doing, and then she said, you know, you could use your left hand instead of your right hand to scan over the cards because your left hand is receiving and your right hand is giving or taking action, which is something I learned in yoga. The left side represents the feminine and the moon energy. The right side represents the masculine and the active action-oriented energy. So I decided to give it a shot. And as I was doing it, I pulled out a card, I turned it over, and then I noticed that the office manager was standing right above my shoulder. And he's like, I turn, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I just didn't want to interrupt. And I just want to let you know you can go in for your second session. So they were like, why don't you just leave the card there? And then you can come back and you can read it after you're done. And the question that I had asked the deck, because sometimes I will ask a question, is... What am I supposed to do with my career now? What am I meant to create or unfold or channel or allow to bring into the world? My content marketing and branding agency is doing well. Our clients are really loving us. You know, we're growing. There are different areas that I could offer there. But I feel that I've always done that as because I can because I'm good at what I do and because you know I've been blessed to be able to take this love of words and make it into a profession that's compensated me very well but there's always been this calling this coach calling this teaching that I've answered a little bit here and there as a yoga teacher you know as a reiki practitioner um kind of offering a couple of consulting sessions for life work here and there but not truly. And there's just been a hesitation there. Um, the sense of, you know, everybody's on their own heroes and heroines journey. I've invested so much money in coaches. I have found them very helpful, but I've also invested in money in opportunities and resources that were not helpful. And so I just wanted to be very clean with my intention and my word. And I was asking this deck of cards, what should I do? And so when I looked at the card and came back to read it, the card that I pulled from that James Van Prog deck was about purpose and I will read to you what the card said purpose I know what I'm here to do you have chosen to reincarnate on earth for one major goal to express love in all that you do the obstacles of this physical dimension can distract you from that goal and it's easy to lose your way life on earth is full of obligations that require your conscious attention but that doesn't mean you can't infuse all of your decisions with caring and compassion Your purpose in life is not your career. Rather, your career is guided by your purpose. What activities speak to your soul? What brings you joy? That is the direction your soul is calling you toward to best convey your own unique expression of love and make a contribution to the world. If you are not happy with your current circumstances, then that is your soul telling you that there is a better way to manifest your own distinct gifts. Listen to your intuition. It is your connection to spirit and the voice of your soul. So literally, that is exactly the message that I needed to hear. And with that, I'm very excited to announce that I will soon be offering a paid newsletter subscription that you can get all the tips, tools, and resources that I have learned to create my best life after divorce. So a lot of different women came to me when I first started sharing about my divorce, and asking for support and help and opening up to me in ways that I had no idea about. I then created a coaching program called the Heal from a Narcissist Program. It was a remarkable program that featured different experts and modules, and it was self-paced with live instruction. I then you know, chose to move away from the business partner that I was working with at the time and also as valuable as the resources were that we created and provided, I didn't want that to be the only thing that was I, I was identifying with after divorce. And when I was in Hawaii and I was walking and hiking around, I realized that this is what I wanted to do. This is what I wanted to share. I wanted to be able to help the other people who are either let's say Asian American or come from a shared cultural background or a similar one where perhaps divorce or familial obligation is so strong. And then, you know, you just have these perfectionist ideas of the life that you think that you were supposed to create and what was supposed to unfold for you, that you've always fallen in line and done the right thing. But you also wanted to be bigger and bolder and step into your power and take risks and experience those true rewards for living your unique purpose, living your unique essence and making an impact, changing the world for the better by the time that, you know, we all move on. I also shared this on Instagram that these days I'm living my biggest joys all with room to grow and I took what could have been a devastating experience and I used it as a catalyst to create my best everything. So after what happened this last weekend and this last weekend, there's a reason that I'm not specifically sharing what it is. I will share with it in the newsletter. I, as I mentioned, wanted to, you know, be sure that I'm protecting my daughter, be sure that... What I'm conveying is coming from a place where I've digested it, processed it, not made it someone else's problem, but instead taken it, used it to elevate and stand in my power to move into the next phase of my life so that I can help guide someone else who's going through the same thing. But I also wanted to make sure that in this newsletter membership community that people understand that they're not alone in, in the things that are not shared on social media, that are, cannot be fully described or open up to because that's not a safe space to be able to do that you know someone might share it with so and so who will share it with so and so and it'll get back to whomever and you know just to keep moving forward in ways that have healthy boundaries healthy structures and are still being of service and ultimately is an opportunity for me to take what I do best writing and to have this self uh what's the word self mm, acting, um, self actualized you know, just basically this internal power, this internal resource and tool that I have to write as my catharsis, as my healing. And then to know that all of that, all the nitty gritty, all the messy, muddy bits are going to come out with this crystalline purpose, or at least be more fleshed out in a way that benefits both me and my audience. So Even amidst the turmoil and trauma of the last few years, I've emerged stronger and more courageous. And so I'll share how I did that. I healed a lot of intergenerational trauma to be the kind of conscious parent I continue to learn how to be. And at seven and a half years old, my daughter is praising me about her appreciation for how I show up for her. So I'll share all the resources that I've been diving into. Being a conscious parent is not easy. Raising a strong, independent woman who will grow up into an incredible adult who will contribute to you know the greater good means that in the moment when they're younger that you don't want to squash their soul as well as you want to see in the future how these traits that they have can benefit them and not be in that authoritative or authoritarian kind of parenting style but instead you know being a mentor, being a guide, guiding that along, having healthy boundaries, having healthy parameters. And I will share what works for me. Obviously, that's what works for me. It may not work for everyone else. It may not work for every other family, but at least it will be a digestive resource to look into. And also how to handle co-parenting with your ex-husband, how to handle co-parenting when half the time you may not know what's happening over at the other house or you know they're moving on with their life being in new relationships you're moving on with your life creating these hybrid environments you know how do you create that sense of moving forward with all of these x factors in play i'm also in a super healthy and stable relationship with phenomenal communication and intimacy which i wrote with an exclamation point and truly my partner and i I, there's a line that the Peloton instructors will say, which is the things that you have now are something that you prayed about a while back, that you really wished and hoped that you would have this or that or this experience or this relationship or connection. And so often we're moving through life and we forget what we have now is something that we didn't know was possible before or really, really wanted. And so that is the experience that I have with my partner now, where I remember when I was married. I desperately wished and wanted to have a relationship with someone who actually wanted to be with me, who, you know, I could have conversations with, who I could form a friendship or a deeper, meaningful bond with and to have, to feel celebrated, to feel validated, to feel seen and heard just as I am and accepted as I am. And that is what my current partnership offers me. And it has involved hard communications. It's involved both of us learning to move past the template set forth in our previous relationship. It involved us learning and growing with one another, me being vulnerable and learning how to be vulnerable. Even this morning, he said to me, I want you to always feel like you are able to share with me anything that you want. You can talk about anything that you want. I know that this morning when we were talking, you were probably like, ew, I don't want to talk about my feelings. This makes me so uncomfortable. I hate this, which is ironic because I know you would assume that I love talking about feelings based on this podcast or everything that I've written before, but no, in real time, it is very challenging for me and I do not enjoy it, but being able to speak up for myself now and to do it imperfectly at times and to be able to still circle back and have that healing and that connection and that communication and that respect, it's amazing. My company is rocking with an epic team of humans doing work that's creative, meaningful, lucrative, and fun. And so... When I was in college, a friend of mine who is an engineer and very successful at that now told me, what are you going to do with a letters and sciences major? What are you going to do with an English degree? Like, how are you going to get by? And I've done just fine. So I think that there is this perception that being creative, especially if you grew up in a traditional Asian household, is not going to be as esteemed as, you know, the doctor, the lawyer, or whatever path you want to go down there. But I have to tell you that the work that I've done has made remarkable impact for numerous lives, not just for my clients, but because I'm serving my clients and they are mission driven businesses, they are out there helping people heal from addiction. They are out there helping people understand what true diversity, equity, and inclusion work is. They are out there helping health, build health and wellness for different people. And so... The value that I have brought has been immense and the fulfillment that I feel doing work that is resonant with me is incredible. You know, today I'm going to go fly and I'm going to meet with an amazing team of people and healthcare practitioners to talk about how the technology that we create saves people's lives who have type 1 diabetes. That's remarkable to me. It's an amazing to think that the what I do, my skill set is able to be applied in these ways that not only pay my bills and, you know, create the kind of lifestyle that I want to have, but also offer me a sense of true enjoyment and fulfillment for what it is that I do. I'm much more well-versed about my money, how to overcome fears, and have real tips for divorce breadwinners. I will tell you right now that as I've started to dive way deeper into the financial world, including crypto that it is shocking to me how little information is available unless you know which questions to ask. And how the hell would you know what questions to ask? So depending on the state that you're getting divorced in, that makes a difference. I wish that people would understand you know, what rights that we have financially and what pitfalls to avoid and what tax laws to, you know, look at and what to do when you are the primary breadwinner or when you are the sole provider for so many things like what just so many conversations that are not talked about that I wish that were and unfortunately in all of the things that I've learned high net worth individuals know all of these things. They know the tips and tricks because they are in a circle of people who are talking about these things. But even right now, as I recently found out how much I would qualify for to buy a house, which by the way, was a whole other emotional um, win for me that I went through that and figured out what that is because I'd had a block around it for so long and it turned out to be so much easier than I thought it was going to be. That through these processes, I've learned, oh, is that what is available? Is that how I can set my daughter up for success or my potential grandchildren up for success? And, you know, just thinking intergenerationally, thinking about legacy, it's just not things that you are taught to think about if you grew up with immigrant parents who fled very violent situations in their home, native countries, or whatever it is, you're just thinking about survival. You're not thinking about those things. And then once you get comfortable, you know, it's, there's a whole other level of learning in terms of giving back or what kind of impact you want to make on a greater scale, not just the immediate scale, your friends and family, all of that kind of stuff. So these are all tips and resources that I plan on sharing and all the pitfalls that I experienced to learn about this, like learning that IULs are not a great financial product. And if you're looking at life insurance, because that's something that is a healthy thing to do as a parent with a dependent that there are all these insurance plans and to figure out like what genuinely do you need? What is the best thing? What is something that someone else is just making a commission off of or they're taking huge fees from? All of these things. And especially if you've been in an unhealthy relationship, your mind can become skewed that you don't know that you're valuable and that you're worthy and you have these things that you deserve to feel protected and safe and you know, to reframe, rewire your mind to get back into that healthy state to make the best conscious decisions possible. I published my first book with an award-winning publisher, and I'll share tips on that as well as the other books that I'm working on now, which I'm very excited about, And I've launched an impactful podcast, which you're now listening to, on topics I'm passionate about that have created paid speaking opportunities. So I've been asked to both in person and online do these events. They've been remarkable and very fulfilling, and it fulfills this love of mine to teach and to speak. And I will actually be speaking with Sharp Hospital in a couple of months about health equity and uh, diversity around that. And I have the most remarkable community of mamas and papas and kiddos. And I truly do. I'm so beyond blessed. And I know that this was something that a lot of parents had asked me about, mothers in particular, of how I've been able to cultivate and create those relationships who feel like family now. You know, when we all get together, there is a group of us that go. All of our kids are raised together doing similar activities. We go on trips together and, you know, we think about each other a lot and try to support each other as much as possible through all of these different phases. And it's been one of the best, best blessings and gifts that I could have ever asked for. I know that my friend had said a long time ago that because of the way that I grew up, that I had this constant visual or focal point on material wealth. And he's like, you have things where you are so wealthy that other people wish and dream that they could have, but you're looking over there rather than over here. And so it's been a really lovely opportunity over the last you know, couple of years, but especially in the recent past to shift that focus and to see what it is that I have and how blessed I am about that. And all of this stuff, I'm going to say again, did not believe that I could have during that time that I was contemplating divorce getting divorced, after divorce. These are all things that I just, when I look back are all the things that I'd hoped for and here they are. And it was in a short amount of time. I am three and a half years, maybe being back in the country after living in Taiwan And I have been able to build all this from nothing when we got back literally a couple hundred dollars in my checking account, freaking out about how I was going to find a place to live and do this divorce thing legally, figure out this co-parenting plan with someone who we did not have healthy communication with, all of these things to where I am now. So anything is possible for you. I've, I just want to encourage you to know how special you are. And during the network chiropractic session today, there was a song, uh, she plays music all the time and she tries to sync up the music to the vibe in the room and what maybe somebody needs to hear. So the line in the song was the universe does not make mistakes and you are not a mistake. Everything that you've gone through, there can be purpose and transformation from the pain and you can indeed create the life that you have always wanted to have now is the perfect time to start now is not too late so many things where we feel like we're too late financially wish we invested earlier crypto wish we got in the game earlier all these things now is the time to begin because 10 years from now What will it be like? So remember that you are not a mistake. From the beginning of time ever after, there will never, ever be another you ever, ever, in all of the fabric of time, in all the different universes that exist. If you haven't seen the James Webb telescope images from NASA, you should check them out and see how many universes, galaxies are all there. Not just our universe, multiples. And you are the only one in them. So you are not a mistake and everything that's happened can be transformed into just greatness. And that greatness that it will be transformed into is also still just the beginning. So I wish you all the best. I hope that you have a remarkable rest of your day, depending on when you're listening to this. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Oh, and one more thing: if you want to sign up for this paid newsletter when it launches, you can right now email me hello at fucksavingface dot com. That's fuck without the u, and get on the waitlist. And I will let you know when it goes live. Alrighty, have a wonderful day, and see you in the next episode. Want to support this podcast? You can do so in crypto. If you'd like to send your dollars, aka fiat currency, to me via the Cash App, which uses a super fast lightning network, I can convert it into Bitcoin. You can find me on the Cash App by typing in dollar sign $Judy Tsui. That's T-S-U-E-I. More ways you can support the podcast are by sharing this with your friends, family, anybody you think might enjoy this. And remember to go get your copy of The Little Book of Tibetan Rites and Rituals at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Audible, or wherever you like to get your books. Make your story beautiful today.